Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. International News Review. Gentlemen, 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 how are we doing? Hello, Mr. Steve Oaken, how are you? I'm great. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Dan. Good, Good morning. morning. Third person. Hey. <laughs> Steve. Oh, really? We're, we're down to that. I just feel so superfluous. Steve, I know it's been a weird experience for you today. It's all running efficiently. The cameras came on seamlessly. I'm sorry for that. We promise it won't happen again. It's all down to Dan. <laughs> You know, I'm sure the transition's just smooth. You know, you, you hit the, the, the international news review tag. It comes right in. No one talks over it. Oh, it comes right to is, me. It's perfect. It's amazing. Brutal today. <laughs> thank brutal. you, Steve, Dan, and the other guy. Yes, thank you so <laughs> the much. The third guy, the third guy. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Man. Let's get into it. He's talking over me now. He can't help himself. Yeah. <laughs> We are doing a festive news review of 2021. A look back, the good, the bad, the weird, the extraordinary, whatever. But before that, a good thing to kick it off with Steve, because I think it's a nice summary of what has been arguably the standout news issue of 2021. And that is arguably the US-China relationship, arguably the deteriorating relationship. And you fortuitously wrote a fantastic piece this week in the Straits Times, talking about the gap, the China gap. Well, let's get into that first. You talk about the China gap between U.S. strategic leaders and business leaders. Let's start there. What is this China gap? So if you go back a couple of of decades, right? So the U.S. view was that engagement was the way to go with China. And that was the U.S. government view, is that the more we engaged with China, the more China would become part of the international rules-based order, that, that, you know, with the WTO and, and, and military and respecting alliances and all of those things. So that was the, the thought. Engagement works. The business community loved engagement, right? Because that gave the business community the opportunity to go into China, invest in China and make a lot of money while being, being part of that great market. What's changed is the U.S. government view is engagement is over. We are now competitors, if not outright having confrontational areas. But the U.S. business community is still focused on engagement, still focused on being in. And the U.S. government is taking the view that this business engagement is starting to impact U.S. national security. And we're going to have to really look at how we, the U.S. government, are going to allow businesses to engage and invest in China going forward. And that is the China gap. Yeah. Before we bring Glenn in, I just want to follow up on that. You know, I was, one of the things that stood out from your fascinating piece is that as you say in the piece, you've got U.S. businesses focusing primarily on the bottom line because that's what they do. That's their prerogative. That's their, And you've got U.S. strategic interests prioritizing security and geopolitical concerns because obviously that's what they do. How does this play out when you've almost got competing forces within the U.S. now with regards to China? Well, the way it's played out till now is that the U.S. government has been very targeted in where you can't do business in China. It's basically China is open other than, and then they have a list such as dual use technology. So technologies that can be used for commercial purposes, but also military purposes. You're not allowed to sell those commercially in China. Or there are certain sanctions against certain Chinese companies or people for human rights violations, be it in Hong Kong or in Xinjiang. What The U.S. government is saying that's not enough now because China, the entire country under Xi Jinping, is trying to use a fusion of business and government to take over 
the the business of artificial intelligence, of electric vehicles, of all all those other things that are happening. And so the U.S. government is saying it's not going to be enough to just say, here's what you can't do. We may actually want to review what you do before you can do it. And that's a very different ball game for what it happens today. How does China play, if at all, you know, anecdotally with friends and family, reading the local media, watching the local news reports? Is it an issue? Does it play at all in America or is it really at the moment the bread and butter issues and COVID? I mean, where is China in the sort of daily landscape of America? So basically there's four eyes, if you think about which I'm just making up now. Right. So there's inflation that people care about. There's immigration that people care about. There's the insurrection. That, that people care about that happened on January 6th and the, and the follow-up. And then there is what I'll call infection, which, of course, is just another way of, of getting an eye for COVID. So it's, that's what people in the United States care about. We've hit over 800,000 deaths from COVID mm. now. We've got inflation at, at record rates. Yet, no, China's not going to break through the news cycle that you're going to watch. It is certainly breaking through in the halls of Congress, though, where Republicans and Democrats are focused on this. And China is going to play well during the midterms where you can bash, you know, you know, bash, bash a country uh, fairly or unfairly um, to score political points. But it's, it's those four eyes that, that are going to dominate the news cycle. And did you improvise those four eyes on the spot? Because that was very impressive, Steve Oaken, I have to say. Effortless segue, my friend. This is, oh, sorry, this is the professional. I think I lost you guys. Where, where did I lose you? What was it, I? It doesn't I matter because Steve just <laughs> seamlessly carried on. It wasn't even. Enough, it wasn't enough. even a blip. It wasn't even will, a blip. You know what? No, no, it was. It was Dan prompting me. It was Dan. <laughs> in the you got the signal. You got the signal, Steve. Honestly, this well, show I, started. I was Iron Man. He was Spider Man. I'm sure now it's completely changed relationship. <laughs> All right, that's I would never I would never argue against Steve Oaken and anything he has to say about about geopolitics. But I will just say that, you know, the old adage that all politics is local and and for most people, their local politics relates to their pocketbook Um, and people are the big conversation here is is how much stuff is costing people Mm. and how people are not able to get. Uh, they say many of the products, uh, food and other things that they want. And coming up on the Christmas season a week away, that's bad news for voters who are absolutely blaming it on Biden, uh, rightly or wrongly. And we see that in the polls. So I'm sure China's there in the halls of power. But let me tell you, economics is on is on Main Street. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And just to uh, inflate Steve's ego a little more, we've already got comments coming in about your improvised four eyes. Steve, nicely put there with the four eyes. Good morning to the fantastic four, says Ian Chan. Fantastic stuff. Oh, well, that's a, that is a very good segue into our final news review show of the year so i thought we'd look back look at the good the bad the ugly the indifferent the quirky the weird whatever let's start with the good what was the good for you what were the standout good news segments good items of the year steve you want to go first sure well you you see those those joe biden water water bottles behind me and i mean it was it was biden winning uh and and becoming president and just getting past the trump era and and really trying to get uh, a government on track um, that tried to address the problems uh, that we face. It's still got a long way to go, uh, but the year started off really well, and, and it's been as good a year as we could have given the situation. That we 
And Glenn, what about your good self? What has been your good news item takeaway of 2021? Yeah, politically, I would definitely say um, the uh, the reengagement with Asia and with Singapore. It was great to see a number of high-level U.S. officials come to Singapore. Um, un- unfortunately, I don't think that has followed through in a way that I would have thought would have been useful. Um, but hearkening back to the democracy summit, but I think it was on a good. I think it was a good start, and the U.S. finally. Uh, you know, getting an ambassador back to Singapore mm. after five years of not having one, nearly five years, uh, I think is a great sign in the geopolitical world. I mean, they're both American issues with obvious international connotations. Anything, Steve, internationally beyond the U.S. that was a positive one? My one, incidentally, was the vaccine. Uh, I thought that was the greatest sure. news story of 2021. It beggars belief where we would be right now with 90,000 mm. plus fresh Omicron infections a day in the UK alone, with the US saying yesterday on BBC and epidemiologists saying that they will reach, unfortunately, one million deaths, uh, even with the vaccines in place. So for me, 100% the vaccine is the feel-good story of 2021. Where would we be without science? Uh, Steve, anything internationally beyond the US borders that was a positive story for you? Well, I mean, I I think is is you're seeing the world coming out of COVID because of the vaccines, the, the the vaccinated travel lanes that you know I've taken advantage of to go to Malaysia, that Glenn's taken advantage of to go to the U.S. I mean, I think we're at a precipice, though. Is is are, is is all this progress we made? Is it going to hold? I mean, right now you've got people coming into Singapore on VTLs, and if there's one person on that airplane who tests positive, you know, the plane or a large chunk of it is going into quarantine, even though this is a VTL, even though they've tested uh, negative multiple times. For COVID, so you know, it's we're all holding our breaths that we can come out of this. That 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 the progress that's been made, led in large part by Singapore and opening up in a smart way, holds, and that we don't snap back to another version of a of a circuit breaker. So, good news, but but uh, with with uh, with a lot of you know, holding a breath that it, that we hold for what we've gained this year. Absolutely. And to all our listeners and viewers, if you let would like to let us know your good, bad and ugly news stories of 2021, type them in Facebook Live. I would ask Dan to do it, but he's currently texting his girlfriend. <laughs> so we will move swift. We have winners to choose from, okay? I'm trying to. He's not. He's, I'm being. He's hey, judging hey, hey, the hey. very successful contest we're currently running. All right, let's get into the bad, the bad of 2021 I'll, I'll go first on this one i've got two in the u.s obviously january the 6th and but myanmar myanmar was the one for me that really sticks in the craw very uncomfortable with the way journalists have been treated the people have been treated obviously ang su chi obviously so that was the one for me oh, glenn why don't you take a shot at that one what's been the really disappointing story for you in 2021 it, um, there are a number, but I, I would definitely say I think Myanmar is right up there just because of the sheer the, the tragedy, the ongoing tragedy uh, that is that country. And it was started long before the coup d'etat uh, in, in February, uh, but uh, it's gone on for years now. And, I, and I'm very disappointed that the the governmental structures in place throughout ASEAN are not able to be more effective in helping people innocent people, women and children that need help in that country uh, to keep them from being killed and jailed and tortured and everything else. And that to me is just the saddest, I think the saddest story of our region, of of the Asian region right now. 100%. And what about you, Steve? 
I mean, like it's a, it's the climate crisis hitting home across the world. I mean, you, you just you saw the tornadoes that just you know tore through uh, the Midwest that in December you would never have that uh, happen before. You see fires, you see floods, you see drought, you see it all over the world, and and you know you could you want to do COP twenty six glass half full, glass half empty. I yeah. mean, I think. You can look at either way, but we're still not taking this seriously enough as as governments. We're not taking it seriously enough as businesses. I was just on a it was an off the record call, but with getting a briefing from some businesses and they said, you know, we have a plan where we're going to prevent the seeping of plastics into the ocean by 2050. What? 2050? (laughs) You are clueless if you think you have until 2050. There won't be an ocean left. There won't be any marine biodiversity left by 2050. So I'm I'm pessimistic uh, and optimistic. Uh, This year didn't come out as as well as it should have, I think, on how we're going to address the climate crisis. So, Glenn, just moving to you briefly on climate change before you give us your take. I mean, it was a strange one, wasn't it, that on the one hand, yes, half full COP26, global awareness at an all-time high. And on the flip side, not doing enough. Well, you know, a case in point, out the window today, 70 degrees in the Outer Banks in North Carolina in December. Um, that is, that is, it's not that it hasn't happened before, but it is unprecedented that we've had nearly a week now of, of weather over 21, 22 degrees Celsius here. Um, and that just does not happen. Hmm. So, okay, it's good for us. We're on the beach and we're loving it, right? But um, the reality is for the planet, probably not such a good thing. Uh, and, um, and and look, we just saw, I don't know if you saw the tornadoes that just happened in the state of Kentucky here, but these massive late season tornadoes, which generally the tornadoes don't happen at this time of year and, and killed you know, many, many people. Um, so, more, you know, storms are going to be more severe and hot, hots are going to be hotter, colds are going to be colder. We all know that this is all part of climate change, the reality that we're in right now. And uh, like Steve said, you can't have a plan to change something by 2050. You've got to have a plan to change something by 2030 at the maximum. Um, and even that, you know, it'd be nice if you get it done before then. And just briefly, we're going to get to the ugly segment or the quirky segment, which is very good timing because we've just had a, a reader, a listener write in. Stanley C said, Dan, did you cut Neil off the live stream on purpose? Good for you. <laughs> I'm working on both sides now. So I have, I have the part where I, I like to give Glenn the, line, the limelight as well. So <laughs> I got your back, Glenn. I got your back. I got your back. <laughs> he doesn't suffer for limelight issues. Don't worry. <laughs> and, 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 and let me just note, say for, to note, he never cut me off. Dan, thank you very much. I'm the one who you, you you're really the, showing the love. Well, we are always working together on the A team on, on every Monday, right? Seven, <laughs> seven twenty-eight. <laughs> oh, fantastic! All right, guys, let's wrap this up. All right, uh, we'll start yep. with Steve. The ugly, the quirky, whatever. What has been the quirky, ugly element of 2021 for you? Well, maybe quirky, ugly, surprising. What well, television has been tremendously great, and you know, just you know, to see the succession this season, which I thought was as, as good a television as, as you get. Um, and then get back, you know, that Beatles documentary Brilliant. was just, I look at the Beatles even more is great from, from awe than I had in the past. And I always looked at them as the greatest you know, band of all time. So I think for me, you know, boy, the year ended on a high note between get back and, and succession when it comes to, to television. So that's what I'm going to, I'm going to stay optimistic and, and happy. Brilliant. And Glenn, in a word, because I'm getting a signal from Dan. Yep. What, yep. <laughs> what, um, 
It was the the U.S. military released thousands of documents about UFO sightings by Navy pilots, and I just thought that was awesome. And and it's a story that's going to keep giving for a long time. Brilliant. Well, speaking of Beatles, as the Ringo star of this Fantastic Four <laughs> quartet, I'm very happy to wrap this up. It's been an absolute pleasure doing with with you this year, Steve Oaken. 2021. We'll do it all again in 2022. Glenn wonderful holiday to you and your magnificent beautiful family and to you steve and your family and we'll see you all again in 2022 have a great holiday guys happy holidays happy Happy holidays holidays, holidays. merry christmas all right see you guys take care to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's a-w-e-d-i-o available on google play or the app store